1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to Talk 1370's Ask the Experts, the show all about your health, your life, your home, and so much more with our rotating cast of experts Don't forget you can catch up with past episodes online anytime, anywhere, talk1370.com slash experts. Also on the radio.com app, Favorite Talk 1370, right there at the podcast section. Look for Ask the Experts, and you can catch up with past episodes anytime, anywhere. Joining us today back on the show is Terry Garrett with the Garrett Law Firm. Today we're going to talk about guardianship. Benjamin Franklin famously said that there are two things in life which are inevitable, death and taxes. While we may not be able to avoid death and taxes, there is another dreaded state with which we can avoid, and that is guardianship. Terry, welcome back to Ask the Experts.
3: Well, it's good to be with you again, Casey. And and
2: fill us in a little bit. What is guardianship for those in our audience that may not know?
3: Guardianship is someone else under court supervision, having the sole authority to manage your money or to see that your food, shelter, and medical care are provided for. This removes your right to control your money, your right to make choices about where you live, your right to choose or decline to receive medical care. Guardianship is typically used to protect an adult with an intellectual or developmental disability, someone who has suffered a traumatic brain injury, perhaps in combat or as a result of an accident, or to protect an elderly person with advanced dementia, perhaps Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, or a series of strokes. Now, nobody wants to give up control of their own life. But sometimes, to keep us safe, a court must give control of some aspects to someone else. If a court places you under guardianship, and only a court can do this, the judge has decided that you lack legal capacity to do certain things and that, for your protection, must have someone appointed by and answerable to the court to do these things for you.
2: What goes into the process of the court making that decision to place someone under a guardianship?
3: First, someone must apply to the court, claiming that due to physical or mental challenges, you are unable to manage your finances or unable to provide for your own food, shelter, and medical care. Maybe you have not simplified your finances and they've just gotten away from you. Maybe someone is pulling the wool over your eyes and robbing you. Maybe you are just too generous, giving every last dime to relatives or friends or charities without regard for your own needs and forgetting where it all went. Maybe you really cannot take care of yourself anymore, cannot remember when to eat or when to take your medication, Maybe you forget to shower or change your clothes for days on end. Maybe you miss a lot of doctor's appointments and you won't let anyone help you. In Texas, the application must be accompanied by a physician's certificate of medical examination. This details the challenges which you face, evaluates the degree of your incapacity, and suggests the safest least restrictive living arrangement. Some doctors insist on a thorough battery of tests and evaluations over a day or more. Other doctors, particularly those who visit assisted living facilities and nursing homes, may quickly complete the form. If you disagree with a doctor's conclusions, you can request an independent medical examination. If you refuse to be examined by any doctor, the person applying to become your guardian can also request the court to order an independent medical examination. Now, the court must appoint an attorney to represent you. A guardianship would take away some of your rights, You therefore have the right to contest any application for guardianship in court. To make sure that you are able to exercise your right to contest the guardianship application, the court appoints an attorney to represent you, not just any attorney, but one who has undergone additional training to become an approved guardianship attorney. You can also hire a different attorney, Any attorney representing someone in a guardianship proceeding must be an approved guardianship attorney. Your attorney will visit with you. Your attorney also has the right to review all your medical and financial records and to talk with the doctor who examined you. Since a guardianship application is basically a lawsuit to take away some of your rights, There must be a trial, commonly called a hearing. You can be present unless the doctor writes that you should not be. These days, you can be present by Zoom or by Microsoft Teams. You do not need to travel to the courthouse. The attorney representing the person who applied to become your guardian will ask questions, mostly of the person who has applied. Your attorney will ask questions of the person who applied to become your guardian and of you. The judge will also ask questions. The purpose of the hearing is to create a clear record to make it very, very clear whether you actually need a guardian, and if so, to what extent. Based on that, the judge can decide which of your rights should be exercised by someone else and which of your rights you should retain.
2: If the court does decide to place me under a guardianship, what rights would I lose?
3: Guardianship is really the last resort. It must be limited to those rights listed in the court order. These typically include the right to bear arms, the right to decide where you live or if you marry, the right to join the armed forces, and the right to decide whether or where you work and the right to drive. You may also lose the right to vote. In Texas, The right to make decisions about where you live or if you marry and whether or where you work would be made by the guardian of your person. This can be important if you need nursing home care but refuse to leave your home or if you are the victim of a sweetheart scam. The right to manage your money Passes to the guardian of your estate. This can be important if someone needs to access your accounts, needs to sell your property, or needs to make arrangements to qualify you for Medicaid in order to pay for your care.
2: Time for a break here on Ask the Experts. We're talking elder law issues the specific topic of guardianships today with our guest terry garrett from the garrett law firm terry and her team are standing by to help you with these life planning issues 512-800-2420 again 512-800-2420 or on the web at elderlawaustin.com you definitely don't want to have these decisions taken away from you as you age and potentially get into a situation where you can't make these decisions for yourself so it's very important to work through a plan, and have your wishes covered no matter what happens later in life. Again, Terry and her team standing by ready to help you with that. Elderlawaustin.com, 512-800-2420. We'll be back with more talking on the topic of guardianships and elder law issues right here on Ask the Experts on Talk 1370. We're back with more after this.
1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
4: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?
2: Welcome back to Talk 1370's Ask the Experts, the show all about your health, your life, your home, and so much more with our rotating cast of experts. Don't forget, catch up with past episodes on the radio.com app, favorite Talk 1370. Click on podcasts and click on Ask the Experts and you can catch up right there anytime, anywhere. We're visiting with returning guest attorney Terry Garrett with the Garrett Law Firm. We're talking Elder law in general, guardianships is our specific topic today. Very important piece of planning as you age and as parents age, as you age yourself. Definitely something that you want to make sure you have taken care of to make sure that decisions, if you get into a situation where you're unable to make decisions for yourself, you want to make sure that you have your choices spelled out Terry and her team can help you with that. 512-800-2420. Again, 512-800-2420 on the web at elderlawaustin.com. Can the guardian do whatever they like? Is there any structure or any way that I would be protected from someone just running through my money?
3: Every guardian, even a guardian of the person, must be bonded and must report to the court once a year. Only when the court approves the guardian's report can the court renew the guardianship for another year. A guardian of the person must make an annual report on your condition and well-being, answering specific questions. A guardian of the estate must keep every last receipt, check and invoice and submit these every year together with a sworn accounting The accounting will be audited by the court. If a guardian is appointed for your estate, the court will determine how much the guardian can spend on your care every month. If other expenses arise, your guardian must ask the court for permission to spend more. In addition, whether the guardian wants to sell your personal property, such as your car, for real property, such as your home, the guardian must first apply to the court for permission. For real property, this is a two-step process. After the judge reviews the contract of sale and a record of comparable sales, the judge can allow the sale to go forward, but initially, the sale can only close into escrow. A report of the sale must be made to the court showing that the sale which your guardian asked permission to make was really the sale that was made. After five days, the court can approve the sale and escrow can close. Keys and cash can be exchanged.
2: Terry, can anyone apply to become my guardian through this guardianship process?
3: While anyone can apply, your spouse, children, and other close relatives have priority. If they have not applied, they must be notified and those who are as close or closer to you given an opportunity to waive their right to appointment. Others must be given an opportunity to waive notice of the hearing or not and to waive or elect to be notified of certain events related to your health or to where you live. If your spouse needs to take control of community property to pay for your care, your spouse can apply to administer the community property instead of applying for guardianship of the estate. As community administrator, she will not need the court's permission to sell things. She will not need to file an annual accounting. The need to keep every last receipt, check, and invoice, and file an annual accounting is a big reason why people often do not want to become guardian of the estate.
2: What if I fall into needing a guardian and there's no one who will serve?
3: There are professional guardians. In addition, in Central Texas, we have a nonprofit corporation called family elder care. The court can appoint family elder care to act as guardian when there is no family member who is able and willing to serve. The court can also appoint a professional guardian or appoint family elder care if family members disagree about who should be your guardian.
2: Can I choose
3: my guardian? Yes and no you can and should complete a declaration of guardian in case of need. You can state who you want, and more importantly, who you do not want. For example, you can exclude any paid non-family caregiver, any facility, such as a nursing home, and anyone who works for a facility. Whomever you do choose, must be qualified that means that they must not have any conflicts of interest with you they must not owe you money and you must not owe them money you must not be involved in litigation against each other the person who applies must not be a convicted felon who has not had his rights restored a person could also be found to be unsuitable to act as your guardian for other reasons. For example, someone who has abused, neglected, or defrauded you or some other elderly person or child in the past would not be a suitable guardian.
2: Terry, how long does a guardianship typically last?
3: Guardianships do not have to be forever. A guardianship must be renewed every year if you think that you should have some or all of your rights restored you can write to the court the court will then appoint someone to investigate this person is called the guardian ad litem or the guardian for the litigation a guardian ad litem has two duties one is to investigate and report to the court as to whether or not you need a guardian. And if you don't have one, for example, because your guardian died, to act as your guardian before the hearing.
2: Is there any way to avoid
3: a guardianship? Yes, guardianship truly is a last resort. Most people could avoid guardianship if they would just plan ahead. Every Texas adult should have an agent under a medical power of attorney and an agent under a durable or financial power of attorney. The agent under the medical power of attorney can voice your wishes when you are unable to communicate. This is so important as we age half of us 65 and older cannot direct our own care when we arrive at the hospital 20% of us 70 and older are delirious when we arrive at the hospital and another 10 to 20% of us become delirious during our stay we really need someone we trust to communicate our wishes Many people think that having a child on their bank account should suffice, that they do not need a durable power of attorney. That is a big mistake. If the child gets divorced or is in a car accident, all the funds in the bank account could disappear. In addition, your child, while on the bank account, would not be able to sell things if that became necessary to pay for your care. Or to buy medical equipment or to hire people to help you, a better approach is to appoint an agent under a durable power of attorney to act on your behalf and in your interest, reporting to you and on demand, providing an accounting to you, to your tax preparer, and to anyone else you name, maybe your other children. Other supports and services can help you avoid guardianship. One way of formalizing help but still making all the final decisions yourself is called a supportive decision-making agreement. Popular in Europe, these have now spread from Texas to several other states. You can appoint someone to gather information for you and to advise you, but you still have the final say. On the medical side, you can consider hiring a geriatric care manager to assess your situation and advise you on public benefits and private services. In most circumstances, these steps can keep you in charge without a guardian and with the support you need is the failure to take them, which most often leads to guardianship. Now, there are some circumstances in which these steps are not enough. If you need nursing home care but refuse to go, you may need a guardian of your person. If you are spending hand over fist on Amazon or QVC or giving everything away to charity or some Nigerian prince, you may be a guardian of your estate.
2: So in other words, I can probably avoid guardianship and I can name who I want to be my guardian if I can't.
3: Yes. Many people who have declined to the point of legally qualifying to be placed under guardianship never see a guardian appointed. They have already appointed who they want to speak for them under a medical power of attorney and appointed who they want to help manage their affairs under a durable power of attorney. They can rest easy knowing that if something extraordinary turns up, something which calls for more authority than these agents have, they have completed an appointment of guardian in case of need which says who they want, and importantly, who they do not want to be their guardian.
2: You want to make sure you are in charge of these decisions as you age. As Terry mentioned, these are very important pieces of the puzzle as you start to get into planning for the later stages in life. Terry and her team are standing by, ready to help you with these issues. 512 800-2420. Eight hundred twenty-four twenty. 2420 Again, 512-800-2420. Terry's also online at elderlawaustin.com. Schedule a consultation there, or again, give her a call at 512-800-2420. Terry, that's all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for joining us on Ask the Experts.
3: My pleasure, Casey.
2: And we'll be back with you again right here on Talk 1370.